Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Runner's World Podcast. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Runner's World Podcast, themed all around the Skid Row Marathon. For those of you unfamiliar with the Skid Row Marathon, it's an incredible film about an equally incredible running club founded on LA's Skid Row. The film is being shown around the UK on May the 9th, and if you're interested in running, and clearly you are because you're listening to this, you just have to see it. A couple of weeks ago, I caught up with the film's directors, Mark and Gabby Hayes, and with Craig Mitchell, the High Court judge who started the running club. So Mark, Gabby, uh, Craig, welcome to the, to the Runners Well podcast. Um, absolutely fantastic film that you guys put together, and I wondered, starting with you Craig, I mean, how did... A, um, a sort of high court judge become involved in a in a running club or leading a running club of kind of ex felons and, and recovering drug addicts. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Sure. Um, <clears throat> a individual that I sent to state prison ended up getting paroled uh, to the Midnight Mission, which is a program uh, for recovering a- alcoholics and, and drug addicts. And he actually came back to my courtroom and asked if I would go down to the Midnight Mission. To meet with the people who were involved in his recovery and uh, I agreed to that proposition and that is what uh, eventually led to the formation of the Skid Row Running Club. Right and um, I mean one of the amazing things about the film I think uh, maybe this is a question for you Mark is that it's the direction. Yes, the direction. Yeah, right, I'm the director. Yeah. Right? I thought it was great. It was fantastic. Oh, but thanks. I think that uh, it's an interesting dynamic, isn't it? You know, the judge and the and the ex-felons and, and uh, the recovering drug addicts. But there's a real kind of equality, and it all seems like people are friends. Was that something that you wanted, really wanted to get across? Because it doesn't feel like there's a kind of divide when people are running. No, I think, and that was one of the things that really attracts the runners, where they always feel that they come from different backgrounds and different socio and economic levels, and that the running was the great equalizer. That everybody came, and it was. Uh, you know, it was more important who was faster and who was a better runner rather than who was a heroin addict or who was committed serious crimes. So it was a great equalizer, even for us. I mean, Gabby can speak for herself, but she's a runner. And mm. me, I'm more of a reluctant runner. Okay. But I have to say, after before we started filming, the judge suggested that we come down and run for a while. Right. And that lasted, I mean, a month or so. And, you know, imagine you're running... Imagine running in London at 5.30 in the morning and dry, you know, running over London Bridge and there's no one out. The sun is coming up. It's quite alluring and quite addictive. And I could then better understand the appeal of, mm. of running as a, as a, just as a self-esteem builder and you feel better. We would get home in the morning at, at 9 o'clock and we've already run seven miles. 
and you feel great and you have a nice breakfast and and I really learned to see that this this is I understood the allure of running yeah I mean what, what were your first impressions of the club Gary were you kind of surprised by what you by what you saw I mean first time coming down the skid row was quite shocking for me I mean seeing all the, the people in the streets and the tents and the boxes and you just felt like oh my god this, this is what can you do and, but then meeting the actual runners and it was just a wonderful feeling you felt like you really bonded with them uh, and I there was no class difference or anything like you just felt part of the group yeah I mean, I, you, and, yeah. and just to follow up on that I think it's important for the individuals who are in recovery to have relationships with people who are professionally quite successful mm. um, you know it has been expressed to me on multiple occasions that they feel better about themselves knowing that there are professionally successful people who want to spend time, who want to have relationships with them, mm. okay, who, you know, who three days a week, several hours each meeting, you know, these are the people that I want to be around, and it makes them feel better about themselves. For sure, for sure. I mean, this could row um, marathons, obviously, uh, based in L.A., but... We're in London now, you're here for London Marathon. Do you feel like a similar club could work in, in a city like London? I think it could work wherever there are people who need support and assistance. In fact, uh, several days ago, uh, when we were making the rounds in London, we met up with Running Charity. And that is a program that I learned about for the first time just a couple days ago for 16 to 24-year-old individuals who are homeless who may have substance abuse issues as well and it's a very similar program yeah so you feel like it could work just equally in any yes any major city yeah yes very it, it, nice club yeah very uh, same camaraderie that judge mitchell has encouraged uh, on skid row mm. you, you felt a, quite a similarity with everyone get a, getting along and having fun and a lot of laughing and chit-chatting so this from some very serious mentoring going yeah. on as well. Mm. Right. Okay, no, you know, this is sort of where you need to take your life. These, these are decisions that you need to carefully consider. These are some opportunities that you need to take advantage of. Uh, a lot of the individuals who end up, you know, with substance abuse issues or homelessness, uh, they haven't engaged in sound decision-making in the past. Okay, mm. and, and they need some assistance. Why do you think that running um, can help with, with rehabilitation? Do you think there's something particular about the activity of running that uh, helps people to, re to recover? Well, you know, runner's world certainly opened my eyes to that reality. Uh, probably about a year or so ago, I read a very long article in runner's world that really put forth the scientific research behind... Uh, what happens chemically in one's brain when one runs. This is the Runner's World podcast. Well, I think that's a really interesting point, yeah, that actually there's some scientific stuff to back up, what you probably already knew in some ways. Correct. Well, I mean, intuitively you knew, um, but it's nice to actually, you know, know that there are universities who have conducted research studies, etc., um, and in fact, the, in that article, I recall that there are some recovery programs on the East Coast. You have to run. Mm. Okay, it is not an option. Yeah, right. Okay, because there is such an integral connection between running and being successful in recovery. Great. Yeah. 
think I think it's new high. That's what it is. Yeah, the, uh, the legal high. high. Yeah. 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 Um, Gabby, from your perspective, I mean, wh- how did you get to hear about the club in the first place, and, wh- and why did it sort of pique your interest? And I'm a runner myself. I started running when I was 16 years old, and um, when we read an article in the LA Times. Um, March 2013 so we were intrigued by the story of Judge Mitchell and that he started a running club Mark and I lived downtown Los Angeles for several years and we saw the problem and said what can we do I mean it seemed so hopeless and here we feel it's like one man making a difference in a small way Yeah, and we wanted to be part of it yeah and Mark I mean what what do you hope the kind of message that the film gets across well, I think the message when you watch the film is that uh, hopefully it's uplifting. Many people who, before they see it, they say, oh, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to watch a documentary about Skid Row. Skid Row is one of the biggest stains on the United States, on California, on Los Angeles. I mean, when you see the homeless situation in London, it pales in comparison to what mm. is, we're experiencing in Los Angeles. In the county of L.A., there were 58,000 people that live on the street, in tents, in shelters, wow. in, in their beat-up cars. So it's it's just, it's way out of control. <clears throat> and Gabby mentioned when we would go down, even now, still five years later, we pull up to Skid Row. You cannot believe what you see. People with no shoes, people no pants, women, no tops, lying in the gutter. Mm. It's just, it's hard to believe mm. that this this exists Seven miles. Our run is seven miles. Yeah. We're seven miles from Beverly Hills, from and, Rodeo Drive. And I'm not exaggerating. Uh, we congregate in front of the mission before we take off on a run. We have encountered people who have died on the streets Yeah. overnight. Oh. And they're, we literally are standing next to and have to summon the authorities because there are dead bodies on skid, on skid row. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Like you say, that's actually a level of destitution that's quite yeah. hard to imagine. Yeah. Actually. Um, I'm Mr. Craig. For you, obviously, this takes up lots and lots of your time. You meet. You guys meet up three days a week. We um, you've. Uh, I'm sure you've, you've put some of your own money into this with buying trainers and all. And a all dollar or two. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I know there's a massive. I'm <laughs> put a lot, a lot of your own money and a lot of your own time in it, and that's that really comes across in the film. But I wonder, what's the, what, what is the motivation for you? Why do you, why do you continue to do this? The people are, are the motivation, the individuals. I mean, I could just tick off name after name after name. The, the film looks at four people, but be it Raphael, Rebecca, David, uh, Ben, uh, Brian, Michael. I mean, the names go on and on. Looking at these individuals uh, reconstruct their lives um, once again, find meaning, find friendship, find a, a network of people who care and love them, uh, and, and look at what they accomplish when they are able to uh, maintain their sobriety. Uh, it's incredibly rewarding for me to see that three times a week. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. That's fab. Just a couple more questions, guys, if that's, if that's all right. Let's just talk. Let's talk about running, then, uh, Craig. So your your own running stuff. So you're, you're over here to run the London Marathon. I am. Is this your first time running London Marathon? First time running London. And how are you, are you looking forward to it? Uh, absolutely excited. I mean, everybody I've talked to here in London indicates that uh, it is almost unparalleled in 
in terms of the crowd support. Mm. Um, you know, the layout of the course uh, seems uh, really engaging. Uh, so, no, uh, should be a really good day on Sunday. Are you going for a time, or...? <laughs> I like to keep it within respectable parameters, yes. but uh, you know, at my age, my PR is uh, a few years behind me. Okay, yeah. Okay. I think mine is as well, actually. <laughs> um, I'm interested, Gabby, about Anmark, about the people you decided to choose, because I mean, it's, it's essentially follows it's four main stories, isn't it, in the film? Um, each of which are very inspiring in their own way. But why did um, why did those sort of storylines stand out for you when you were deciding, sort of putting the film together? At the beginning, you don't know what story is going to develop. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a big risk you take. We had several runners that we followed at the beginning, and they, some of them dropped out, and they disappeared. You never could find them again. Mm. Um, but when we kind of saw the, the story of Ben or the story of Raphael, then we felt there was something there that we really need to pursue and mm. keep going. And four and a half years later, things really, you know, developed in a way that it made a good story yeah i mean it's incredible i mean ben's story is essentially very very talented musician right. lost everything to, to drink and drugs right and it's always easy to follow a subject that has a, a visible tangible goal sure. Ben yeah. ben wanted to re-resurrect his music career and then he had a specific goal of getting into the san francisco conservatory of mm. music so that dramatically that's always fun to watch mm. Raphael, on the other hand I mean, I can't say he had a, a specific goal in mind. I guess, well, his goal was to stay out of jail mm. and to be get off, get off parole. And he put himself in jeopardy. So uh, he, he got into a little bit of trouble and was rearrested mm. and risked being sent back to prison you yeah. know, without giving anything away in the movie. And then Rebecca also had a very specific goal of getting a, a medical career going. She, she was Her dream was to uh, work in a, a maternity ward or, or in, as a surgical technician. And she had uh, quite a few obstacles. I mean, she had been arrested many times, multiple felony arrests, which are mm. very serious in the United States, and prohibits her from holding many jobs. But uh, she she's up against it. David wanted to be an artist, and uh, so we. But we were lucky. We didn't know, as Gabby mentioned, we didn't know at the beginning mm. who who was going to be there, and the, and the subjects and the quote unquote the characters kind of emerge over time. Sure. Luckily. Yeah. And it seems like, I mean, you're, you're very well stocked with some incredible characters down there, aren't they? I mean, the, the personalities that come out absolutely really amazing, yeah. And, and the club has now been in existence for seven years. And, you know, almost every week uh, someone new signs on. Mm. And a new relationship begins. And it's about much more than running, isn't it? There's, it's a kind of network for people as well, a support network. Running is what we do uh, but no in many ways running is secondary to the meaningful relationships uh, that are generated because we run together mm. yeah for sure okay yeah. um, people people in recovery as I have often observed you know they've made choices that have caused rifts between themselves and family members um, many of them are separated from their children because when they are using drugs and alcohol, their families don't want to have anything to do with them. And so here is an opportunity for someone who is oftentimes feeling very lonely to have a group of people who care about them. Yeah. Okay? And that's a that's a fundamental human need. Yeah, for sure. The yeah. judge also introduced us to another guy who was... He didn't make bad decisions. He was more of a, of a victim where he, he just came from a very poor family... Mm. 
his, his mother was away for a while and uh, he was living in a, in a car with his dad. He missed a lot of school. And then the judge told us that he had some reading difficulties and Gabby and I were both former teachers, as was Craig Mitchell, the judge. Mm. And we, we just kind of hung out with this guy, Brian Langston, and learned that he was interested in photography. So right. he helped us quite a bit on the film, yeah. always uh, holding the boom pole and, and right. taking f photos and stills that we always needed. Uh, so now it's it, we're done with the documentary, but we're still very good friends with Brian, as we are with, 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 with Raphael. Gabby's German. Gabby cooks good German food. Raphael now loves German food. Right. Uh, ben we see all the time. Uh, and so it's it's been fun for us, even though the project is pretty much done now, that the, the relationships continue. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things like when, when Brian's father passed recently, um, you know, the whole club was behind him to support him emotionally. Mm. Um, as Mark indicated, comes from a very poor background. The club came together and uh, helped take care of some of the funeral expenses. I mean, you know... yeah. There are many, many dimensions to, you know, the relationships. Yeah, you can play that kind of surrogate family role. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And it definitely goes both ways. It's a two-way street. Mm. So, as I mentioned, we're, we're finished the project, but we still need these relationships, maybe more than they do. You mm. know, Gabby someday says, no, I'm going down. We run in the morning. It's 5.45 a.m. that we meet downtown. Yeah. It's tough. We have to we leave the home, our house at, at 5 o'clock, basically. And uh, we need it now more probably than they do. Mm. You know, we need these relationships. It's fun for us to, to feel good, too, that, uh, that we have, you know, these friends. Yeah. And there's a screening of the film on the 9th of May, is that right? Yes, on the 9th of May, we have um, the movie shown in 180 theatres in the UK and Ireland, and we're really excited about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, it's an absolutely fantastic film. I, I got something in my eye a few times watching it, actually. It really is <laughs> an amazingly emotional journey, and it's about... Yeah, it's about running, but also the kind of human spirit and the, and, and the decency that lives in everyone, I think. Yeah, and thank you, Rick, also for the nice article you wrote in the Runner's World. Uh, yeah, so it was, a, yeah, it's a, it was an absolute pleasure to write it. We kind of dream about these stories coming along. So it was a, it, it, It's very honor. gratifying also that it seems to have, uh, it hits a nerve here in London, Definitely. in Europe. You know, that's, that's very gratifying that the judge's story is, is, is universal. You know, give people a second chance. Mm. And whatever it is that... Uh, people are experiencing you know reach out reach out a little bit and we've noticed that that's made a big difference just by giving people a little dignity by reaching out to them and, and being friends great and then yeah. the more i talk with people uh, involved in running um the more i become aware that other people are using running as a catalyst to do what we are doing in los angeles okay mm. um Running is a great mechanism to bring you very close to people, to uh, share intense experiences with people, to be able to, when you're engaged in a long run, you know, have the type of conversations that are essential for the human bonding that brings meaning to everybody's life. Yeah. And uh, it's just really gratifying to know that, you know, there are a lot of runners who use running uh, for far greater purposes than maintaining a certain weight level or getting a medal at the end of the race, mm. but they're doing it uh, to make a positive contribution to other people. Craig, uh, Gabby, Mock, thank you very, very much for, uh, for appearing on the Runners World podcast. Absolute oh, pleasure, pleasure to talk to yeah, you. Thank, thank you very you. much, Rick. Thank you. Us. You're Cheers. very kind. Thank you. 
For more from Runners World, head to runnersworld.co.uk. So that brings us to the end of this very special episode of the Runners World podcast. If you like what you've heard about the Skid Row Marathon, go and get yourself a ticket by visiting skidrowmarathontickets.co.uk. I guarantee you won't regret it. The Runners World podcast will return in its usual format and in studio quality sound on Thursday, 17th of May. Until then, happy running and thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you.